Scottish J, Walpar.com, Final Days Report, Episode 320. This VCast, we're going to unpack the war to defile all livestock, including your pets. And also, we're going to link this movement, this research from Harvard, to the raids on the Amish farmers. What's the intent, folks? Within this ministry, we look for patterns to justify enslaving you in this DNA defilement war. You're not going to believe this. They're linking the next pandemic to cattle and chickens and even your pets. Ultimately, this is a battle against God's creation, defiling everything with CRISPR-Cas9, mRNA technology. The good book is coming true right before our eyes. And sorry, I haven't done a podcast in a while. For those of you that listen to me, we ended up moving out of Chicago and we're in a temporary location and I fractured my knee, so it took me a very, very long time to move everything. And thank you for those that reached out to help on so many different fronts. I was blown away with the community that we're building. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. But we're back in business. And make sure that you check out content, including Pastor Larry. He has a whole slew of spiritual warfare. I'm going to post that either tonight or tomorrow morning for his Bible study. I look for patterns in the news and oftentimes different research, then you'll see bills being passed and it's ultimately to control you and again, to defile the DNA, the genome, not only with humans, to ultimately make us slaves, mind control slaves and pets, but also to defile God's creation in terms of animals. But get this, Harvard report. U.S. meat supply could start the next global pandemic, and I'm going to use the term plandemic. This is a playbook of terror and control, of fear. And we're going to link this to the Amish raids that will ultimately end uh, food freedom because they want to get rid of privatized contracts, my friends. I'm going to play a video that I thought was very, very well done in the end. We need to get out of Babylon. The good book says from Revelation 18, verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye not receive of her plagues. So I started diving deeper into plagues, because I just did some research. Long COVID is happening from people that have been primarily poked with as the days of Noah devil juice. So this plague, when you actually get into the reek, mastics, it means a whip, a scourge. Uh, Leomas, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, also means a pestilence or a pest. People that have taken the as days of Noah devil juice have a pest in them. The research, they're linking it to HIV. I'm not kidding. If you've taken this poison poke, pray on it. Pray that this nanotech, this DNA defilement does not impact you, my friends, because ultimately it's optogenetics if you follow our ministry. But this research, I'm going to dive deep into it with Harvard. I mean, they're going after your pets, chickens, livestock, everything. And it could be, we've covered probably eight or nine different bullets in the chamber for the next uh, pandemic, pandemic X. And you know, it's going to be more deadly than the last. We cannot fear death, my friends. Make sure you're saved ultimately. All right, let's continue reading. In the past decade, many diseases, including HIV, AIDS, Ebola, Zika, and COVID-19, have originated from animals, right? And we know CV-19 was a pandemic, and we've covered HIV in Africa. That just so happened, a lot of these symptoms happened after a poison poke in old school 
poison poke. Corporate media and right-wing lawmakers have frequently alleged without evidence that these zoonic diseases are the result of supposedly poor hygiene or unsafe cultural practices in the Global South claims that are based on anti-Asian, anti-African stereotypes. But despite the racist discourse, zoonic diseases are actually as likely, if not more likely, to spring from commercial factory farms in the U.S., where millions of animals are pushed into close contact with very little government regulation. Now, I'm, I'm against these corporate farms. And if you follow our ministry, we've covered rotational grazing as God intended for livestock that actually adds value back into the earth and provides for just amazing products. So you can't lump in all of husbandry practices as evil. And that's where they're going, my friends. This article continues to go on and says, the Center for Disease Control estimates that six out of 10 infectious diseases have potential zoonical transmitted, noting that the disease outbreaks at factory farms occur relatively often. The U.S. has recorded more swine flu infections than any other country since 2011, and the 2009 swine flu pandemic killed more than 12,000 people in the country. In 2015, more than 50 million chickens were killed to contain an avian influenza outbreak. And we actually covered that scam where they're using the PCR test. And a lot of the farmers were like, they're just butchering my chickens and my chickens are not sick. There was a similar outbreak just seven years later, affecting flocks of 46 states and resulting in the culling of 57 million birds. Obviously, this is a war on the food supply, on God's creation, on nutrition. And I have a cousin, actually, that passed from the flu before CV-19. So death happens, my friends, but blaming God's creation, I find ironic, especially as they want us to eat the fake food, the synthetic food within the 15-minute cities. Now, here's the Harvard study. Zoonic disease threats in the U.S. uncovered a comprehensive new report. Animal industries in the United States pose serious risk of future pandemics, pandemics, my words, and the U.S. government lacks a comprehensive strategy to address these threats, concludes a new study researchers at Harvard Law School and New York University. So the so-called intellectual colleges came out with this. And of course, you know they're going to actually propose mRNA DNA defilement technology. So that, that's the call to action. The report urges for tightening existing regulations and implementing new ones to prevent zoonic-driven outbreaks. The stakes are high, especially considering the devastating impact of COVID-19, which has infected millions and claimed over a million lives. So some of the article's highlights include the following. Animal industries at risk. The study analyzed 36, 36 different animal industries, including fur farming, exotic pet trading, hunting, trapping. See, they're going after hunting. Industri- industrial animal ar- agriculture, backyard chicken production. There's their local chickens and roadside zoos. These industries pose serious threats of generating large-scale disease outbreaks. This article is not talking about the gain-of-function bioweapons that we saw with CV-19, where our own government funded this nonsense. Zoonic diseases are infections transmitted from vertebrate animals to humans. The report emphasizes that many high-risk infections between humans and animals occur routinely within the United States. These interactions could potentially spark future pandemics or plandemics, and there are regulatory gaps 
Surprisingly, all the animal industries examined in the study are far less regulated than commonly believed. And again, this is the war on the Amish in the privatization, private contracts. They want to control and centralize everything. Wide regulatory gaps exist, allowing pathogens to spill over and spread. This leaves the public constantly vulnerable to zoonic diseases. Oh, no. Give me a break. This is about DNA defilement, my friends. The immense scale of animal use in the U.S. makes the country uniquely vulnerable to zoonic outbreaks. For instance, the U.S. is the largest importer of live wildlife, bringing in more than 220 million wild animals annually without rigorous health checks or disease testing. Folks, livestock production in the U.S. is substantial with over 10 billion livestock processed in 2022. However, on-farm production lacks proper regulation. The U.S. ranks among world's top producers of pigs, poultry, both carriers of influenza viruses that could lead to large-scale human pandemics, or I like to say, plandemics. They're priming the pump for this nonsense. And it's a war on your pets. The study examines interactions between humans and animals, which includes the risk associated with zoonic diseases transmitted from animals to humans. While the report covers various animal industries, it also highlights the unique vulnerability posed by our interaction with dogs and other animals. They want to steal your joy. I remember reading a study that said if you own a dog, you will live longer. Dogs have amazing personalities, protection. You're out walking your dog, getting exercise, getting vitamin D. Unbelievable. And again, the call to action is more regulation and poison pokes for these animals. It's defilement. It's total defilement. So the war on the Amish, the the, the organic food movement, the privatization, these private contracts where you don't have to go through this nonsense USDA regulation and taint the beef. War on them is a war on all of us, my friends. I'm going to play a video of this young lady. She is a sheep farmer for meat and quite an amazing young woman. And I think she does a great job articulating this crime against food freedom. And I actually used to work for Kellogg. I invented cereal in a cup for them. And I thought this was hilarious. Kellogg CEO slammed for suggesting Americans eat cereal for dinner to save money. They want us to eat this garbage synthetic food. For those of you that follow my ministry, I manage small business units for Fortune 100 companies. They'd acquire companies, then I'd go run them. And I had food scientists report into me, and they were just like, the food supply is such garbage. All these chemicals get tested, but they don't get tested binding with each other. The, the permutations would be endless. And... Before I became a Christian, I started to actually eat organic from some of um, these PhD food scientists educating me on just how tainted the food supply is, right? It, the, the, old, um, the old thing is, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Simple in ingredient declarations is key. And we've covered this often. There's an attack on the food supply. Now, I was involved in a manufacturing plant that caught on fire, but I'd read all the trade journals and you would never hear of things burning down like they're burning down. And for those of you listening to a podcast service, I'm showing a map of all of the food supply chain from manufacturing, distribution, so on and so forth that have been caught on fire and it's around the world. The old school system is being destroyed for these 15 minute cities. Burn it all down, 
to bring it up and control it with their synthetic food. Now, let's go ahead and play this video because again, I think she has done a great job explaining the persecution of the Amish on how literally this is going after all of us. So we need to get out of this Babylonian system. We need to learn to trade. If you have some access to some land, raise chickens, trade chickens, um, look to make your own cheese, like do what you can. And hopefully one, you'll eat better. And two, you'll be able to have some food freedom. Subscribe to our VCast alerts at sjwellfire.com. Thank you for your support. And again, I thought this young lady does an excellent job. She is a sheep farmer. We need to teach our kids to be more like her and to gain skills in these end of days. God bless. Let's roll it. But the February 29th hearing in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, will be a case that could shape the future of food freedom for all of us in America. We're conducting a search warrant inside this building right now. I got access to that search warrant. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Apparently, they're not even allowing Amos Miller, the, the owner of this establishment, into the building to see what they're doing. Salsa's detained. Granola, detained. Can't sell maple syrup. Product under detention. They've been in here for multiple hours at this point. We can only film through the glass. Again, searching Amos Miller's property. Amos Miller, an Amish farmer in Bird and Hand, Pennsylvania, has been raided and sued by the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture. In this video, I am going to provide you with the details surrounding the January 2024 raid, a raid that comes just one year after the conclusion of the federal government's case against Miller Organic Farms. I covered the federal case in two separate videos, which I will link in the description below, but I want to encourage you to share this video. Tucker Carlson was the only mainstream voice for Amos Miller during the federal government's lawsuit against Miller in 2020. The state government's lawsuit against Miller has received little or no exposure in the mainstream media to date. Despite the fact that the verdict on this case, whether negative or positive, will have wide-sweeping implications for thousands of small farmers and millions of consumers across the USA. As it stands in the USA, every meat and dairy product that is sold at a retail level must be inspected either by a USDA or state agent, or as in the case of dairy, must be processed in an establishment with license and or permit from the state or federal government. Private membership associations like Miller's are one of the last legal avenues that farmers have to privately sell their farm goods to consumers without government mediation. The key word being private, because those who have private membership associations or herd shares are not selling commercially or to the public. Even more so, they are the final avenue through which you, the consumer, can opt out of a dangerously centralized agricultural system. If the state or federal government can delegitimize what Amos Miller is doing, it sets a legal precedent and signals the beginning of the end for what remains of private food in the USA. If you are local to Pennsylvania, please consider being at the Lancaster County Courthouse in Pennsylvania on February 29th. A court rally is going to be held at 11.30 a.m. directly preceding Amos's hearing at 1 p.m. If you are like me and you are not local, please consider giving to Amos's Give, Send, Go campaign, which I will put as the pinned comment on this video. Robert Barnes is the lawyer representing Miller in this case and estimates that legal fees will reach one quarter of a million dollars by the end of March. According to Barnes, the state of Pennsylvania is in pursuit of a complete and permanent injunction against Miller. 
Now to get to the complete recap of the 2024 raid on Miller's Organic Farm. On January 3rd, a search warrant was ordered by Judge B. Denise Cummins. Now in order to obtain a legitimate search warrant, either a crime or a probable cause must be present. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture presented two allegations of foodborne illness that were tied to Miller's operation. Now according to Miller's attorney Robert Barnes, there were two major problems. Number one, the allegations were unverified and dated back to 2016 and 2023, which if you remember, in 2023, Miller reached a settlement with the federal government. And these allegations would have fallen under the time frame of that particular case. According to Barnes, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture lied by omission failing to cite these facts as it would have disqualified the allegations from being used to justify a new search warrant in 2024. What's more is that Miller's Organic Farms has had no customer complaints filed with the state, which leaves one to wonder how the state actually materialized these complaints in the first place. Number two, were the allegations of foodborne illness legitimized? They ought to have been served through Amos Miller's legal representative, Robert Barnes, and not through a search warrant. But the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture wasted no time. One day after obtaining that search warrant on January 4th, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture raided Amos Miller's organic farms with Pennsylvania State Police assisting on site. The Department of Agriculture and State Police allowed no third party on the premise while they conducted the search, and as such, there was no accountability for what was done to or with the food products during the search. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture left Miller's farm with several of Miller's food products in coolers and affixed a sign to the front door, which prohibited the contents of the freezer units from being sold or sampled by Miller. This leaves Miller without the ability to perform independent testing, the testing that may be necessary to counter any allegations of contamination by the state. What's more is that according to Robert Barnes, detaining the food product was not a provision of the search warrant. Barnes infers that the warrant was a general warrant in direct violation of the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution, which states... The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched in the persons or things to be seized. According to Barnes, the warrant for the January 4th search was issued on the basis of investigating Miller's dairy product. However, the entire content of Miller's freezer was detained. Products that include not only dairy, but pasture-raised meat, canned goods, granola, etc. This is tens of thousands of dollars worth of perishable inventory, detained and prohibited from being distributed to the private members that were relying on it, and creating yet another significant financial loss for Miller himself. On January 19th, the state of Pennsylvania added an extension to the January 4th detention order. The January 4th detention order restricted food inventory that was on site during the January 4th search, but the extension on January 19th prohibited the distribution of any newly processed dairy products to Amos's private members. On January 24th, the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture sues Amish farmer Amos Miller. Attorney General Michelle A. Henry said in a statement, we cannot ignore the illnesses and further potential harm 
posed by the distribution of these unregulated products. Pennsylvanians should know what is in the products they and their families are consuming. The irony of that statement is that a primary reason Miller's customers purchase his organic foods is because in doing so, they know exactly what is in the products they and their family are consuming. Share this video with as many people as possible, and I will do my best to update you with details on the case as it unfolds. As a disclaimer, I am not a legal professional. The facts relayed are from full interviews with attorney Robert Barnes and articles from the Lancaster Patriot. Video credits go to Max Kane, the Lancaster Patriot, and Viva Frey. For full articles and citation, please see the description of this video.